I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're listening to The Auburn Express. Powered by the War Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. What's up, people? This your guy, Ike Jones. We are here live and in effect talking about recruitment stuff today. Joining me live today is my guy, Dustin Smith, over with the Uptempo Podcast. The War Report Pod Network in effect today, man. We'll be joined a little bit more by by some of the other guys on the network. But uh, we are live right now on the War Report channel on the Uptempo Podcast channel, and on the College Loop channel. So anywhere you want to be following this coverage, we are there today. Dustin, um, of course, the elephant in the room, K.J. Bolden, just committed to Florida State. How are you feeling about that? Um, I mean, it's disappointing. For one, though, I wouldn't have felt too excited if we got him. And I'm not just saying that this isn't just a coping thing. Um, you can, if you follow me on Twitter, if you listen to the Uptempo podcast on this particular recruitment, I've been saying for a long time, I, it's one that I don't think is over until it's over type thing. Mm-hmm. Look at just how much um, it changed within the last week. Right. Like we were favored coming out of big cat. Then you heard like Thursday or Friday, it was Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. Now he puts on the FSU hat. Um, and also like when we woke up today, I thought we were going to go over two mm. and, so we kind of stole one. We got a kid that I think is an absolute baller. Uh, again, not coping, but I think we have a lot of young safeties in, in the, on the roster currently. And it's a position that I feel like the guys on our staff can still recruit, circle the wagons if we don't ultimately end up pulling KJ on signing day. I still like and trust Zach Etheridge, crime dog, Hugh Freeze to figure out something at that safety position. I'm much more worried about getting a guy like Carter, right, the offensive tackle out of California. Safety's just not this huge position to need for us. Look, we're going to love to have KJ. Kid's an absolute baller. Yeah, he is. Uh, we were just sitting here watching. I was hoping he's going to put on the ball, right? It's nothing like that, but it's not It's not doomsday, man. We're good. 
Yeah, no, I, I definitely don't think it's doomsday. Coach Freeze and staff have done an amazing job with this recruiting class. And to your point, uh, they've already gotten a safety prospect in in Jalewis Solomon, which we'll talk about that young man in just a minute because I don't want to overshadow or or make or belittle. The same thing kind of happened with Perry Thompson, right? When Perry Thompson committed, people forget about the fact that Malcolm, Malcolm Simmons committed the same day because everybody was so focused on the guy that's the five-star as if the four-star kid isn't amazing as well. So don't want to... Um, kind of skip over Jalewis Solomon in the conversation. But what I do want to talk about is something that you just mentioned, which is uh, a kid in DeAndre Carter, who I think, in my opinion, is the next big name that I'm hoping. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't he supposed to announce already and he pushed it back? Yeah, I'm kind of surprised it didn't pop this week, to be honest. I'm not sure if he had like a ceremony lined up. I'm not sure if there was an exact announcement date, but I, I thought that it would have been public by now. Yeah. Yeah, I um I'm hoping that they did the whatever's necessary uh to to sell this kid to come to Auburn because this is kind of just a big thing that Auburn has not done a great job of is offensive line recruiting. This staff has proven that they can do it in the last cycle with the, a lot of the young men that they brought in during that cycle. So it's definitely not over just because you don't land him, but he's a big get. Like I don't yeah. when it, I, Listen, everybody who follows this channel here on um, the the War Report knows I have never been big into recruiting. When is the last time that Auburn had a five star offensive lineman that actually panned out? Now I know Calvin Ashley was here, right? But that didn't—he never took a single snap at Auburn. When is the last five star offensive lineman that actually turned into something at Auburn? You're gonna be going way back, dude. I don't need, like I, said, I don't even know the answer to that <laughs> yeah, question, yeah. right? And so DeAndre Carter has an opportunity to be a a trendsetter in that direction. Um, but KJ Bolden did not make the commitment to Auburn. I know a lot of people feel as if, and you just stated you are in that camp that this is something that could potentially uh, become a different situation down the road. It's hard, man, um, trying to figure out where these kids are gonna go. I don't envy anybody who has to do any of this predictions. The main reason I'm never going to, I won't say never, but I personally don't think I will ever want to do, I'm not saying we won't ever do it on this channel, but I just don't know that I ever personally want to get into the recruitment game, man. It is brutal out there trying to predict. Like getting intel is one thing, but then doing a prediction, completely different, right? Like, I don't mind going and getting intel and telling people, hey, I had this talk with him and this is what they said. But then when people are like, all right, well, where do you think he's going to go? I don't freaking know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. For sure. I mean, I had so many reliable sources, people that I really trust saying, we're going to get Perry, trust me. And I was just like, okay, cool. I mean, I'm about to put in a prediction, you know, we'll right. see. We'll see when it comes. Um, and important thing too to remember, Ike, is welcome to big boy recruiting, right? Yeah. This is how this works. So we got Reddick. We got Perry. We've won these battles in the last week or so. This is You're not going to win them all, especially when you're in there with these five stars. So this is what it's going to look like, man. This is, um, I, I'm, it's a good thing in a way. Uh, it is storming here. I apologize for the thunder in the background. Um, it's a good thing in a way from the standpoint of like, would we even have been in this battle a year or two ago? Hell no. Right. We wouldn't even, our hat wouldn't have even been on the table. So again, not trying to say, yay, you know, we lost, but like, hey, man, we were on the table. We're in the battle for these guys. Um, you can see the improvement that's being made. And you definitely want to be in position to where you're the one that's got the kid committed and you're the one that's trying to hold off people. It's a lot harder, you know, to flip the kid than it is to keep him committed. So Florida State's got the upper hand. I'm not right. trying to, to crap on what they pulled off today. 
Like yeah. good for them. They're doing their thing. Let's see how it goes. They have, um, you just saw what they had going on this week. There's a little bit of uncertainty in, in their future as to what's going to happen there. Um, but what if, what if Florida State goes seven and five, six and six? I don't think they will. And, but, you know, then Auburn rattles off eight and nine and we flip a couple more guys. It's just, it's a long way to go. And obviously we had KJ's ear. Um, obviously, Hugh, because KJ said it, right? He said coming out of Big Cat, I almost committed in Hugh Freeze's office. Right. He's going to have another conversation with Hugh Freeze. Let's see how that goes. Yeah, uh, I think it's important to note, and we talked about it, you and I, just before we got on, that um, like I don't know that he's taken an OV, and he has one scheduled to Auburn in October. Right, He's right. got another visit scheduled. So I think it'll be very interesting if he actually takes that visit um, as to whether or not this is truly over. Uh, but Florida State is the school that he's always wanted to go to. So uh, getting an offer from them and the ascendance that they've had as far as their recruiting and the play on the field, it's difficult to go against the school that you've always loved. Before we get over to the other commitment, let's jump over here to the live chat and see what people are talking about. We're always welcoming the Super Chats, and we're going to get it kicked off with a Super here from Otis Smith, who says, Freeze has flipped a five-star in Riddick, five-star Perry, four-star Joseph Phillips. That's two from Georgia, and he flipped four-star Solomon. Landed four-star Malcolm last week, Auburn. We are okay. I agree with this 100%. That's what uh, uh, we were just saying. Listen, man, we're in a good position right now. We've had a lot of great success. You can't win them all. Mm. Yeah, there, there's going to be an opportunity for uh, Coach Freeze and company to get more five stars listen to have one five star in this class would have been amazing like i um you know if you would ask me you know how many five stars is going to make you feel good about this class i've been like man if we just land one we're good right but we've already gotten two and we were really close on a third um and we still have an opportunity for a couple more if they can land three to four five stars in this class man this we are in a whole different universe like <laughs> from where we were just 12 months ago. Yeah. Let some of these kids come to the game. We've seen it before. We know what the junior atmosphere does. Let them come to the game. Let them see um, Auburn playing competent football again. And I've made this point before. I listen for four or five years now, teams have been able to, to negatively recruit by saying Auburn doesn't know who their head coach is going to be next year. Right. That's been going on for a while at Auburn. It was the, for the entirety of Harson era, they were able to say that. And for the last three or four years of Gus, we're finally able to sell a future. Let KJ right. come to a game. Let him see a packed out Jordan Hare, loud, optimistic, full of hope. And then we'll see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. Um, listen, we, we've got more opportunities to land more kids. And to your point, the KJ situation isn't 100% over. I'm sure they're going to continue. Uh, the interesting thing, uh, uh, Jalua Solomon tweeted out uh, either yesterday or the day before, uh, you w when you commit, you see you know what the real deal is with the coaches. Mm. I'm paraphrasing, uh, but he's right, right? Like there are a lot of coaches and fan bases that do a lot of crazy stuff. And I'm hope God. Oh, let me just say this: I should have said this at the very beginning. If you're watching this and you're a part of the War Report family of channels, you're probably not one of these people. But just in case you are, don't go crapping on KJ's social media about how good riddance to you and i hope you never win anything all this like joe just let that young man enjoy his day and the decision that he's made for his collegiate career wish him the best of luck man like don't don't 
repeat the stupidity that I've seen over the last week with Perry Thompson in regard to how Bama fans are treating him, right? Like, let's not be that. And I I get it. I'm going to say that, and somebody's probably doing it right now. Yeah, and they're sure. not ever going to hear me say this, but God, I, I really hope that we can be above that kind of nonsense. Yeah, that's just silly. We're better than that. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully everybody is continuing to to hold their water in that regard. Uh, James Sawyer, uh, I, I mentioned this earlier. It's hard to beat the dream school, man. It's difficult. Mm-hmm. If Florida State was still complete trash, you know, then maybe you have a better opportunity there. Uh, but it's really hard, man. And just a cycle ago, you know, we got Keldrick Falk uh, uh, out of the grasp of Florida State. Florida State hadn't quite turned the corner yet, and you weren't sure what was going to happen with Mike Norvell and that crew. Uh, but They've made some strides. There's no, there's no denying the recruiting class that they put together and the product that they put on the field last year was something that had people in the ACC scared. I don't know if there is going to be an ACC coming up in a mm-hmm. few more years or, or shoot, 12 months from now. Who knows if ACC or Pac-12 will even exist. Uh, but they were able to make some noise in that conference and I fully anticipate that they'll continue towards that trajectory. Yeah, I had read too on the Florida State side that they, um, like a lot of teams, they had struggled the first little for out the gate with NIL, and apparently they've kind of got it together behind the scenes, and you're seeing that, you know, come to fruition, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dustin Pace, appreciate you being over here uh, in the membership thing. Uh, if there, if uh, if there was anywhere we would lose him to, it would. I prefer FSU. Listen, there's a, that is a popular sentiment from people is that at least he didn't go to Georgia or Alabama. Yeah, for sure. We ain't got to play him. <laughs> Unless we get, you know, into a playoff scenario, you know, we we won't have to see that young man. Uh, Florida State is not on our schedule for the regular season. So sans bowl game slash playoffs, uh, KJ Bolden will not be someone who we would face on the field if he sticks there uh, with his recruitment to Florida State. Transfer portal arrow too, right? If you yeah. finish number two, he goes to his dream school. What if he gets to his dream school and... This isn't necessarily my dream school because I don't know if y'all have listened to my podcast with D-Will on Saturday, but the FSU, man, it's not necessarily all that. He's going to be at some games where there's fifty to 55,000 people, and I don't know, man. He sees that Jordan Hare atmosphere. He might say, this is a little bit different right here. Um, yeah. In the area of the transfer portal, man, it's not too bad to finish second. Yeah, you still have an opportunity if things don't pan out at school number one. So that's why it's important to just hold your water if you're fans, man. (laughs) Act like adults out here, even if you're not an adult. Like, I get it. Everybody who's watching this isn't an adult, and they can't uh, necessarily behave like one, but pretend for as long (laughs) as you can. Uh, Another super chat here from Otis Smith says, 247 Composite Rankings has us at number five. Ignore that 19, or excuse me, that 18 number. Listen, uh... The composite rankings are super important because they show the quality of what athletes you're bringing in. And you know that a large portion of what the overall ranking is has to do with the total score from all recruits. And, you know, a lot of the, you know, Georgia, for instance, has 20 something recruits in their class already. Auburn only has 14. Right. So once we get more recruits in this class and we fill it out with some of those uh, three stars that we're inevitably going to get, then that class is going to shoot up the rankings a little bit. But I like looking at the composite rankings because it shows you're not just filling spaces with anybody. You're you're going for your quality and you're 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 recruiting from the top of your board down. Right. And it's taking a it's taking a, a chance, right? Because some of those three star kids may commit somewhere else in the interim while you're focusing your energy on the four and five stars. 
but again, I think it's a lot more likely that you could flip some of those guys late in the process than it is to flip some of those four and five star guys that have been hotly contested recruiting battles since the time that those kids were sophomores for the most part. Yeah, and say that Georgia signs 25 kids and that, and that we sign 19. Probably a plan. I would expect Hugh to be a little more heavy in the portal. It's still going to be only his second team. There's still right. or his second cycle. There's still some roster turnover that he has to to deal with. I think that we're still thin in some positions. The rooms aren't necessarily balanced in terms of eligibility. Look at the DBs. There's a lot of young guys, and then there's a lot of old guys. There's not a lot of guys in the middle. So we're going to leave some roster spots open. Probably won't sign as big a class coming out of high school because it's going to be another portal heavy cycle in my opinion so that's going to affect the rankings too we might have 18 19 commitments when it's all done because we're going to go portal heavy again look at that average star ranking and we're up there no matter where you look in that yeah absolutely absolutely joining us in the conversation is my guy b will jumping in here Um, what up dustin what's up baby (laughs) (laughs) you know we me and dustin had this talk about florida state and what they are and what they are awesome timing huh Great timing, you know what I mean. I mean they they got oh, us whatever whatever the conversation was, which I have not listened to yet, and I apologize. It must have gone in B. Will's favor. He wouldn't be as smug as he's being right. No, no, no. It it wasn't it wasn't a conversation where we were predicting something would or wouldn't happen. It was just that Dustin um, told me the city is called Tallahassee, and he has mm. very little love for that fan base. So to get this one go their way, I imagine you got some some friends and family and co-workers that are going to be rubbing in your face. Go check out my quote tweets right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, we, we'll, we'll look at it a little bit. But um, Dustin already getting the business on Twitter from his uh, friends and family. That should be fun. Should be fun. Uh, some love for you there from John Brandon about your backdrop game there, though, Dustin. He likes what you got going sorry, on. I got the old you school the going on, man. Got the, yeah. got the Pat Dye going on. <laughs> So some love right there. Uh, Reconciled with a great point. And we've talked about this just one year ago. We wouldn't be having these conversations. You know, listen, we're sitting here on a Saturday night talking about a recruit that we didn't get uh, and not feeling as if the the world, I ain't gonna say the world is over because the world is definitely not over because of recruits uh, commitment, but it's definitely not even a conversation we would have been in a year ago for sure. sure. Uh, So uh, looking forward to seeing what the the remainder of this class pans out to be, but still really excited about the guys that we have so far. You haven't had an opportunity to comment on this because you just got in here, but what are your thoughts on this whole KJ Bolden situation? We haven't talked about Jalewis Solomon, but we will jump in here and talk about him in just a minute. Uh, But thoughts on KJ Bolden and the uh, the miss there. I mean, listen, we, we we're not gonna uh, sugarcoat this. It's a miss. It's they a definitely miss. wanted him and didn't get him. It's a miss. Yeah. And I, now I am I am not on the boards, and I don't really get to see a lot of the overreaction and panic that happens from people. I just wonder if there is a quasi meltdown happening amongst some people within that. But anyway, be will. What are your thoughts on this whole situation? Well, I'm I'm not completely. I am not so down about this miss, first of all. If we have missed on K.J. Bolden today and he never looks back and he actually signs for for Florida State, what we're doing in recruiting right now is the best recruiting that I've ever seen Auburn do in the recruiting era. Of course, Mm -hmm. I didn't see us before the recruiting era, so this is the best recruiting I've ever seen Auburn do. Let's just say that. I'm I'm too excited about what they're doing right now to be down about losing one. Is he, does he seem to be a transformational safety prospect? Yes, he does. 
Georgia wanted them. Florida State wanted them. Bama wanted them. Everybody wanted them. Okay, you're not going to get every single one of those. To get every single right. one of them is impossible unless you're Nick Saban and it's 2011 and there are no other people in the game pulling levers like you're pulling levers. We've been... Yeah, when, when, when Nick and Kirby were together recruiting, that right. was beastly. Right. And again, I've had this conversation a little bit, but there were no other big boys on the block as far as structure, continuity, resources at the same time. Bama was the whole game and they were able to pull some of those classes for that reason. We have, in the span of about six months, stolen from Ohio State. We've stolen from Georgia. We've stolen from Bama. We've stolen from Florida State because Keldrick Fault was committed there before Hughes Freeze got here and we flipped him. None of this is, is a, a situation where I'm down because I've seen us compete and win, which is the most important thing. Not just to be in it for K.J. Bolden, but to hear him say he was very close to committing he turns around and commits to Florida State, who was on him hard from the beginning. One of his his the higher leans for him, Ohio State was in it for a moment. I, I'm just encouraged. I'm encouraged that we were able to get to this point because a few months ago, we weren't even on his radar. They have done some sub, sub, substantial work to get to this point to where we were top two or three for this kid. You can't get them all. I understand that. Maybe if we were Bama or Georgia fans, we'd be like, I can't believe we didn't get them. Yeah, but that's that's not realistic anymore. The game has changed. We are competing in the game with what the game is right now. This is good work. You're not going to get them all. I am not completely convinced that this is done. And not on some Can Coleman type stuff. We're like, but but he was supposed to come here. What? No, we're not. I'm not upset like that because KJ Bolden is committed to a school that could have a bad season where the coach could be in some hot water. And to be fair and honest here, the more I read about the situation with the conference realignment, Florida State's money might be tied up soon. They are making commitments to prospects about what NIL could be for them, about what you know some traditional recruiting means could be for them. But all of that stuff has to come from somewhere. And if your boosters are too busy paying the bill to get out of the conference, can they also pay the bill to build an elite roster? I don't know. I don't know what Florida State's pockets look like. I know that they are at least promising very good things. I know that they are at least competing with what Georgia and Alabama and Ohio State and Auburn are offering as far as what they want to give these guys to come and play ball for them. But that doesn't mean that they can actually do it. Mike Norvell and company have a decent schedule ahead of them. They're going to have to show and prove that last year wasn't the fluke. Are we so sure that they're going to follow through on that? Are we so sure that it couldn't get ugly enough for them to bottom out? I think Jimbo and Florida State are kind of in similar situations. Hmm. All right. You've, you've got the talent. They've had the talent. They've, Florida State actually has their quarterback, they think. So I think there will be more pressure on him there this season because, look, you've got your quarterback and you had a decent season, now you need to show us it wasn't a trick. Well, Jimbo is, he's Jimbo. Uh, it, it shouldn't count. So, <laughs> all that being said, Florida State has to show improve, just like Texas A&M has to show improve. Now, a lot of folks say, and people have tried to do this to Auburn over the last few months, right? We've been recruiting real good. Why would you want to go there? You're going to go 7-5 and five this year. What you do this year has no bearing on what you can do the following year. That kid is not playing on the He's team that's that potentially going seven and five. So what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, they might go seven and five without me, right? And then I'm going to come I there. Were there. 
Right. And they're going to believe that they're going to be the difference once they get on campus. That's part of the whole the, the pitch is you be the difference for this program. What I am I'm kind of hoping for is not just that these teams have bad seasons, but that it upsets the balance of the program. That's the type of bad season they have. Everything moving and all these promises being made and, and, and things shifting for prospects to make that commitment. That's based on a foundation of boosters and athletic department and collectives all being on one accord. You do enough losing, that foundation gets shaky. Yeah. If that foundation gets shaky, kids look for more firm ground. And I am just saying Auburn will be on a much firmer ground because we just got our guy. We just got our guy. Jimbo's been there for five years. He soured. People have soured on him. Norvell's been there for what, three or four? This will be four or five. I don't know which one. It's this will be four. four. Okay. This yeah, will be time. You can't, you can go bad year one while you're recruiting the best you've ever recruited, and our guy's still gonna be here. Will those guys still be there if they have shaky seasons? That's all I'm saying. We get his last official visit, KJ Bolden, in October, I believe it is. We've got time if those other guys falter. So no, I'm not down on this. You can't get them all. Again, I've said that multiple times. I still believe that. But I don't think it's absolutely over. When it's this close, hopefully uh, for Florida State, if they're Florida State, they're hoping that everything that they have lined up stays lined up, that Norvell is who they think he is, and they can follow through and keep this class together. But college football is crazy, man. It Oregon's is. in the Big Ten right now, and they were not a week ago. So let's say, hey, anything. <laughs> he's, he's 18 and 16 currently at Florida State, if you will. He's one bad season away from them asking a whole bunch of questions, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> it can be crazy. This is crazy. I don't, I don't even want to thrash on Florida State fans because, I mean, this is really what the game is today. Hey, yeah. man, we're paying for these recruits. Boosters are like, hey, where's the product? Where's the results? We got your guys. You got your quarterback and, and all these people. And you went, what, seven and five? Mm, you got to go, buddy. So we'll see. We'll see. But right now, kudos Florida State. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, congrats to them. Uh, our guy Oda jumps back in with another super chat and says, Auburn with 15 commits, 11 four-stars, two three-stars, two five-stars. Bama has 11 four, two three, two five. We have the same exact level of talent as of now for the 2020, for 2024 and will continue. War damn eagle. Listen, man, they're recruiting their butts off. I just don't, I mean, I'm... I, 
listen, I have gone on the record as saying, man, give the coach time when it was the last coach, you know, as far as recruiting. He's got to have time to implement a system and product. You freeze like, man, F all that time stuff, bro. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We coming in and we're wrecking shop and I'll give you a product while I'm continuing to build this class. I'm going to do both simultaneously. He's done an amazing, this is, Mike G and I caught flack for saying this about Coach Shufries was so focused on recruiting that sometimes his messaging publicly wasn't resonating well within the locker room. But this is what you get when your head coach is laser focused on we need talent, we need talent, we need talent. Yeah. And he lets his position coaches coach. Hey, man, I got somebody in here who I trust to run my offense. I got somebody in here who I trust to run the defense. We got position room coaches. I don't need to micromanage this situation. I'm going to go out here and I'm going to recruit. I'm going to get on the phone with these recruits and I'm going to sell the vision of this program. I've got a recruiting staff that I'm going to go out here and I'm going to let them do their job. Get them here on campus. We're going to take them around for visits. We're going to show them all the stuff. And then I'm going to let my guys who are on my staff that are doing the coaching close them. And I'm going to let the players tell their own narratives and help close. It's working. Yeah, it's working. He came in with a plan. And he's executing the dog crap out of that plan, man. Yeah. <laughs> It's working. He even said that that's the reason he wanted an experienced offensive coordinator. Yeah. Hey, man, yeah, I, I got a philosophy. I'm going to build the offense. I need you to do the offense, though, because I got some recruiting to do. It, I, 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 I think back to how stupid I was trying to take up for Brian Harson's efforts in recruiting last year. <laughs> yeah. Like, I legit thought, like, I was like, okay, man, I kind of get it. You're, you're a football tactician, right? So you want to focus on that. And that's what you do, right? Like, that's what you do. You got to do some recruiting, too. Like, I'm sorry. Like, there was, there's no way around that. You couldn't have recruiting that low on the totem pole of priorities. Yeah. It had Listen, to be higher. We talked about this, man. And I, I said this on another show. The three pillars that allow you to grace when you're an, a new coach are winning games, ingratiating yourself with the fan base, particularly those who have the purse strings within that fan base, uh, and the community around that campus and recruitment. And the the reality of the situation is Coach Brian Harson failed in all three of those things here at Auburn University in his year and a half tenure. He just did he didn't do any of them. He didn't win enough games. Right. He didn't ingratiate himself to the community and the fan base. Yeah. And he didn't recruit well. Like you can be the most skilled X's and O guy. And I do fundamentally believe that he did a great job of changing a culture that wasn't centered around working hard and coming in handling. I, I, I think he got rid of a lot of players who just weren't about, I think all of those things, I think he was the work, hard work stuff. All of those things were great, but the only place he won consistently was in press conferences. That's right. it. Right. He said all the best things and you, you love the speeches and you love the just watch and you love the, <laughs> you tried it, but it didn't work. You loved all of those things, but they didn't equate to those three things that I just outlined for you. And that's the reason why he's not the head coach right now. Coach Hugh Freeze is already winning two of the three. Yeah. He's recruiting his butt off and the people around the program love him. Less than a year without playing. If the game. he goes out there and wins, Seven or more games, yeah. Mm. In year one, he, on, he doesn't even have to do a lot because if he does too much, you don't want to act like all those starting spots that you promised to these guys aren't open. <laughs> like, no, yeah. I need you. So we don't need to go eleven and one. Although, of course, it would be awesome, and we would still get these guys because we're doing the recruiting. But 
doing well, but not too well is the best case for the recruiting picture. Look how bad we need you here. Everything's set up for us to, to succeed going forward. Hugh Freeze has done an amazing job so far. Good recruiters know good recruiters too, right? Like, so the right. staff, the, the assistants, the staff, I feel like is better than what Harson put together. So yeah. like Josh Aldridge, dude's recruiting his ass off, man. Marcus Davis, yeah. like he, 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 a good recruiter can look at guys and say, that guy's a good recruiter. And uh, I see a comment here saying FSU owns Auburn. We're 13 and five first FSU all time. So, you know, just check the stats, man. Yeah. I mean, you, congratulations on your win today. This time to time. You, I mean, well, listen, man. No, no. Welcome, this in, is, welcome in Florida State fans. That's what I'm saying. Hey, listen, I welcome the Florida State fans to the conversation. If we want to talk facts, you know, we just laid out the facts of what that ownership looks like. That's fine. But yeah, FSU did a great job in this recruitment. This Nobody... This is your time to dunk. Go ahead and get your dunks in right yeah, now. Man. This is off the backboard, windmill. Dunk, dunk as much as you want to right now, and you know, hopefully, we'll get an opportunity to to, to settle it on the field again. I, I know how it went down last time on the field, but we'll see when it comes to next time. Anyway, uh, let's flip the conversation because we did actually land a recruit today, and I want to focus the rest of our conversation on making sure that we give uh, kudos to the young man that did commit to Auburn. Um, and that is Jalewis Solomon. He is the four-star defensive back, and uh, it was between hotly contested, right? Like, I've seen people going back and forth in the last 24 hours about his commitment, and it looked like South Carolina was going to be the place, and then all of a sudden, he gets up and he announces it, and it's not. It's Auburn, and listen, man, that young man is a baller. He could play ball. Uh, So, don't let the the fact that KJ Bolden has the higher star rating dissuade you from understanding that the pickup of Jalewis Solomon is a significant one as far as this defensive backfield is concerned. Any thoughts from you guys on the recruitment process and the now commitment of Jalewis Solomon? He's physical. That's what stands out to me. I mean, because I really wasn't expecting this when I woke up from a nap and we got him because we were all here in South Carolina, right? That was just mm-hmm. the word that was out. Um but just on like a little three minute huddle that I watched, really, really physical. I saw a lot of him in man, like, you know, right up there up there, line of scrimmage bumping. And there's one play where he's in man, he's bumping, he's focused on his receiver. The ball gets tipped. And the last second, he kind of turns and makes a nice little play, just shows high IQ, um, a nice physical player. And I trust anybody that we're recruiting in that secondary right now. I just trust Zach Edwards. I trust his evaluation. So super excited for this one. And um, it just kind of goes to show you, you can't count the staff out. This was a heavy South Carolina lean, and I was committed to Auburn. Yeah, he was committed. One, he was predicted one hundred percent to South Carolina, like within the last couple of weeks. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we started inching in within the last week or something. But he was still expected to go to South Carolina, commit to South Carolina today. This is a steal. This is a steal, straight up. Crime Dog is actually really good at steals. Actually, mm-hmm. <laughs> he kind of specializes in, in stealing guys. I am thrilled that we are taking people's recruits. It it feels really good. I don't know. It's hard to say it's a surprise. I didn't even know we were still in it for him. Honestly, I wasn't even keeping up with him. We had some, a lot that we were looking at, like we're waiting on Carter and um, we're waiting on... That's another guy. Franklin. Franklin, Franklin. Franklin and Carter were the other two. It was Bold and Franklin and Carter. Yeah, I got about Lindsay. We're turning for him now. So, yes, I was more focused on those. I didn't even think that this was a thing and i was like, oh wow really huh just kind of like k and lee right 
We didn't know we were in it for Kay and Lee. We didn't know we were trying to flip him or whatever. But it's like, oh, wow. We got that dude. And then I'm looking at his tape like, oh, we got a dude. <laughs> Same thing here. Like, I didn't know we were trying to get a dude, but we got another dude. I don't know where they're going to play all these secondary players. <laughs> I don't really care as long as we got more hey, and man. more and more elite yeah. talent coming Rotate into Rotate them boys every series for all I care, man. Just go out there and knock some people's heads around. Because, man. Um, so, yeah, it looks like, and all I saw was highlight clips of when he committed, of course. Highlights don't tell the whole story, mm-hmm. as, as Ike is, is apt to say. But... You, you see somebody who looks like he has great ball skills, looks like he could be a return guy based on the athleticism because he's technically an athlete in this class. So that's kind of guys who have to settle on the position. They could have played wide receiver. They could have played corner. They could play maybe safety as well. But I like you give me elite athleticism, elite ball skills, and you're coming here to Auburn. I love it. What's to complain about? Yeah. Uh, you know, I and you are right. I say it all the time. Uh, I don't make judgments based upon highlights. What I do look at when I look at somebody's highlight package, though, and this is this is going to sound like I don't even know if we had this conversation, be will uh, about him when he committed. And this is going to sound like, you know, I knew this from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the kid's name that uh, tra- that was the quarterback that um, went to Kentucky and then he went to UCF? Um, uh, Joey Gatewood. Joey Gatewood. Yeah. Mm. I'm I'm gonna tell you guys right now, I was never a Joey Gatewood truther. Yeah. He his tape never impressed me. Not one single time did I look at Joey Gatewood's high school highlights and say to myself, Oh, he's gonna be a guy. Yeah. You know why? Because he didn't look like a guy. No, the vast like the highlights were were great. They were all the running. Vast maj- the vast majority of the plays that he made that were highlights were either him running or he was throwing to somebody who was wide open. Yeah. I never saw him make quarterback plays and said, and even the running stuff wasn't like, um, like, oh my God, how, like, it, go back and watch, again, man, you just got to watch highlights differently, man. Like, if you go back and watch like a Lamar Jackson highlight package from when he was in high school and you see how he was putting dudes in a blender, I was like, oh yeah, Lamar Jackson been nasty forever, bro. Like, yeah. this ain't, what he's doing in the NFL, this is, he always been that. Right. And right. so, like, he, Joey Gatewood just never jumped out to me in that way. So when I watch highlights of people, I'm like, okay, it's quarterbacks. I'm looking at the accuracy of the pass of, like, okay, are they throwing guys open? Are they hitting guys in stride? Are they making good decisions with the mm-hmm. football? Those kind of things. Like, I don't care that it was a completed pass and ended up as a touchdown. Like, that's right. great. You're playing against 80% of the dudes on that field will never see a collegiate field in their life. Right. And... 20% and, and an even like lesser percentage of those are going to play at a power five and even a smaller percentage of those are going to be in the SEC, right? So you doing that against some guys who don't have a prayer of being on the level of competition you're going to see every day in practice does nothing for me. Right. But accuracy, awareness, athleticism, those things jump out to me in highlights. So to your point about Jalewis Solomon, his athleticism and his physicality, I saw that off the rip. K and Lee, when I watch this tape, physical. You see him going up and you, you see him making contact with people and he, he's got bad intentions. When he get... I knew Smoke Monday was going to lay somebody out watching his high school tape. And I was like, oh, Smoke. Yeah. He he yeah. got the right nickname, bro. He likes to... Hit. I, 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 I saw him in high school. I was like, yo, that dude... 
yeah, he's going to hit some people on Saturdays, bro. Now, he got flagged for it a lot, but I saw <laughs> the, I don't care, I'm come across here if you want to. I saw it on his high school tape. I yeah. knew it was going to be how he was going to play ball. Yeah. You just kind of have, watching um, high school um, linemen and watching how they finish blocks, not just that you made a block, not that you were bigger than some people. I'm watching you take a dude and walk him to the sideline. I'm like, okay. That Connor yeah. Lou tape. Yes, Connor yeah. Lou's high school. Go watch Connor Lou's high school tape, and that you'll see exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. When you see guy, Brayden Joyner, go watch his high school highlight tape and watch these dudes walk dudes 10, 20 yards down the field. And I'm yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. That's the dude you want playing on your offensive line right there. Not the dude who's wrapping up with people and is like pushing. No, I want somebody who wants to take their manhood on every play. You are a boy. And I'm going to treat you like a little boy every single down. That's guy. That I want to see that in highlights. Because if you're elite, if you're that much better than that, you should be that much better than that competition. Yeah. If you're going to thrive at this level, at the next level. I want to see you dominating people in high school, not, right. oh, he that was cool. All right, yeah. Oh, oh, he jumped and made a wide open catch. Oh, does he high point the ball when he's out there? What right. does he do on contested catches? How fast is he separating from people? Those are the things I'm looking at in highlights. Not just, oh, that was cool, little situation. Mm. That doesn't impress me. All right, cool, whatever. Body if control. You had, when you watch me play matches. basketball against my seven-year-old son, and you'll be like, "Man, I could really hoop." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course he's seven. What are we talking about? Yeah, like I went to school with Trent Richardson, and there was a night where he had twenty carries for four hundred ninety-eight yards. It's just one, you know, like it just stands That's out. Uh, there was a there was a basketball tournament one time where Boogie Cousins came down from Mobile to Pensacola. I saw mm -hmm. him play against some of my buddies, just bodying kids. Like in the ninth grade, like you know, yeah. these guys are dudes. There's yeah. you're like, okay, there's levels to this. I might make my high school teams, but there's levels to this shit. Yeah, right. right yeah, right. it's absolutely got levels to it, man. And I'm always looking at, um, like again, I just watch it differently, man. It's like, yeah, I saw. I see people like, oh, did you see his highlights? Yeah, I saw him, but. And that's why I stay silent about a lot of guys because I'm like I see their high school film and I'm just like, yeah, that was cool. Maybe maybe you know down to down he's consistent and that that'll be. But that doesn't now make me sit there and say, okay, this one might be special. I saw Kane's Lee Kane Lee's tape. I was like, he might be special. Yeah, that, he might be a little different. Yeah, you see, um, what's the kid's name? The running back that we just got in this class right Cobb. now. Cobb. When you see Daniel Cobb in the open field, you're like not Daniel Cobb. It was a quarterback, oh, <laughs> Jeremiah Cobb. Daniel Jeremiah Cobb. Cobb. Yeah, but I said, excuse me. You see, you see <laughs> Jeremiah Cobb's tape, and I'm just like, yeah, he got a different gear than everybody. And I ain't gonna lie, mm -hmm. I looked at KJ Bolden's film and seeing him like play wide receiver and just like him separate from people in the open field, I was like, that's kind of yeah. like he got scary speed, bro. Like He's his, elite. Yeah. his play speed is just different than everybody else out there, man. Yeah. And so, again, back to Jalewis Solomon, which is who we're talking about. His athleticism definitely jumps out to you when you watch it on tape. It absolutely does. Yeah, it does. It does. And what if he is the best corner or not, he could still be a dude. Like, that's it. Just give me dudes and good coaching staffs will find somewhere to put guys who are just dudes like that. Give me dudes. Fill the room with a bunch of elite players and figure it out later. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. He freeze likes big physical wide receivers and we're getting big physical defensive backs. There seems to be a theme here. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Listen, man, they, they're bringing toughness and physicality to both sides of the ball. And I am going to love seeing it. 
on Saturdays. Dudes are out there just mashing folks, man. Like I, man, I, I missed the, the thing I loved about early Gus Balzan offense was the deception that it had, but the physicality we had at the point of attack on the front line on offense was beautiful, man. They were moving yeah. people in that offensive line those first couple of years under Gus. And I was yeah. just like, yeah. yo, man, we could, if we can keep this up, we'll be, we didn't keep it up. The offensive line talent diminished year over year, and we stopped getting people movers up there. We yeah. started getting small athletic dudes who could run around and, and you know, they, they could, yeah, the, man, look at the way that that guard could pull around. Don't matter when he gets out there, he's getting run over by a defensive end. Like, I need to see <laughs> dudes who are moving people. My guard's got quick feet so he can get to the spot where he's going to get pancaked <laughs> much faster. <laughs> I got to get in position so I can get run over. Yeah, I made it, Coach. I made it right to the spot where you wanted me to get abolished right here. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Coach. And then the Penn State massacre happens because you don't uh, recruit, you don't recruit, and then it shows up on a Saturday and you just get pushed around for four quarters. Yeah, yeah. it was rough. It was rough. Yeah, it uh, it hurts, man. It hurts to even think about it. Uh, Ghosts of OC's past jumps in and says, people, maybe just me, want a broken, ugly shirt. <laughs> you guys have talked about the broken, ugly shirt a lot, man. Here's the thing, man. I could put broken, ugly on a T-shirt. I can't. It's just, it feels weird. Why are you walking around with a shirt that says broken, ugly? Like, right. it's not a diss. Right. Like, it has to be something that's reflective to someone else. And, like... I, I don't know how to make that into a shirt without putting, you know, an old Miss, putting it in old Miss colors or saying old Miss is broken. Like I just don't want to be. We got. I got to come up with something, and I haven't figured that out yet. So um, I get it. You know, unless you're gonna buy the shirt and gift it to an old Miss fan, which I would love. Oh yeah. Now, if you want to put <laughs> broken ugly in the powder blue and the navy blue and the red <laughs> and white, like just make it an old Miss themed shirt that says yeah. broken ugly. Yeah, and then shorts just, and black bears and, and Colonel Revs all over it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that I cool. can get on board with. Now I don't know how you get them to put it on, but you right. know what I mean. That would be that would be great. Yeah, yeah. But I just like I said, I just don't know how. We make a shirt that says broken ugly and then you walk around <laughs> wearing it. Like it just feels weird. So that's the only reason that hasn't existed. That's why the fourth and kiffin shirt makes complete sense because right. that's a you you get that reference and it's not something that somebody could say, Why are you wearing a shirt that says fourth and kiffin? Duh, because I'm making fun of Lane Given. All right. So anyway, it's just it's gotta be obvious of what the joke is. And I don't I don't want inside jerk joke shirts. Because yeah. you just look like an idiot walking around with a, <laughs> with a broken, ugly T-shirt on, right? Yeah, so. For sure. Uh, Otis Smith, another super chat. Appreciate that. Are we going to talk about how our 2023 wide receiver tight end room looks like a bunch of ripped, shredded, sculpted, muscular Spartan warriors? I would have not used that description, but they do look like they've been out there doing work in the weight room. Um you know, of course, we have in our fireside chats now talked to three wide receivers and one tight end. That one hasn't dropped yet, but we do have uh, Robbie Ashford, Holden Gurner, and Luke Deal on the next fireside chat that has been recorded and coming up. We had the three wide receivers in on the first one. So we've talked a lot to the members of these two rooms and um, had more conversations off camera with some others. 
Yeah, we got some guys out there, man. We got some guys out there at wide receiver and tight end. I'm looking forward to seeing what the progress of the offensive line and quarterback positions are to make sure that those young men get the opportunities necessary to show off that athleticism. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, Let's see here. Other chats we've got in here. Scott Chapman jumps in and said, I heard it was over a $2 million purse that FSU offered KJ. I don't know. I ain't counting nobody else's pockets. I'm I'm not pocket watching. All I know is that uh, these numbers are crazy. NIL deals are crazy. Ever since, what was it? uh, The kid who committed to Florida and then it all fell apart and and then he wasn't committed. Oh, the quarterback. Quarterback. I mean, the quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I can't think what his um, name is right now. But, but those 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 hypotheticals or those numbers came out as far as what he was being told mm-hmm. or promised by their collective, and it was several million dollars. Or I don't know. It, it seems so ridiculous to get to that point for players who haven't played, yeah. especially quarterbacks who haven't played, because I think there's probably a bigger boom or bust range on quarterbacks than there are on an elite safety who you've seen the Jay Rashada thank you very much whoever just put that in the chat thank uh, you, Greg. Thank you thank you. that's right that's right it was Rashada I, I at some point it seems like this is crazy kind of like the same reason why Sam Bradford I, I forgot whether it was Mike uh, talking about this Sam Bradford got all this money for being the number one pick in the NFL to mm-hmm. the Rams right and he's like a, a, a 15% of your whole salary cap and he's right. mid he's mediocre and then Cam Newton the next year gets like, you know, the max for, but that was the first time they had the scale because yeah. I'm going to give you this money. I'm going to hope you're good, but I don't know if you're going to be that dude or not. So it seems ridiculous for college to be in this position. And I know that, that this is the game. It seems kind of crazy to be in this position though, because I don't, how many college quarterbacks end up being special? Really special. Yeah. I can name like five in the last 15 years. Maybe Cam Newton, Joe Burrow, somebody else out there. Special. I don't know. I mean, somebody. I mean, Mahomes I, I did like some Trevor special Lawrence. things when he yeah, – Trevor Lawrence is doing Trevor well. Lawrence, I, yeah. Uh, Mahomes did some special things. He wasn't playing on a particularly good team, but right. you saw right. – like you, know, you went and looked at his tape. You was like, yeah, why is this dude able to throw the ball like this? Dog? Johnny Manziel was special as well. Yeah. So, I mean, there are a few, but if you're telling me I'm going to pay several million dollars, then I got to know I'm getting – that type of dude. I don't. I, I'm, I'm. I ain't gonna hold you, man. I don't know why you would ever give a kid straight out of high school that kind. Of, like if, if you know, uh, what's the kid's name? Caleb, right? Uh, Williams, right? At USC, right? Like he had already done some damage at Oklahoma, and you mm-hmm. kind of know what you're getting in that situation. You don't know what his ceiling is yet because it was just freshman year. He's kind of getting his feet under him. I understand a guy like Caleb Williams in the transfer portal garnering the kind of numbers he's throwing around. I wouldn't want right. to pay him that. Right. But the numbers right. that you were hearing, you were like, I get it. Because, and then he goes out and he wins the Heisman the next year, right? So right. it's like, okay, right. But somebody out of high school, I just right. said a bunch of right. glowing things about Jalewis Solomon and KJ Bolden and what I've seen on tape from a lot of guys. That much money for a kid that ain't played a down in college? Nah, fam, we're not yeah. doing that. Yeah, it, it it seems kind of wild. Thank y'all for helping me out because uh, I see SS Austin. Yes, Bryce Young was that special of a recruit. Trevor Lawrence was that special of a recruit. I don't know if he wasn't on the level of a Bryce Young to me. Fields was good. I don't know if Fields was great. 
I, I don't know. He was yeah, around. He had a lot of talent around him in Ohio State. If you're going to put the guys that we just mentioned in a conversation, Justin Fields doesn't belong in that conversation. Right. I'm sorry. Like he's good, but yeah. he ain't in that conversation of yeah. like wow on the field, special guys. Nah. I yeah. put what's the other kid? Um, Braxton Miller was more special in college to me than he Justin Fields was, was special in college. He was outrageous. So, but I'm, I'm we're talking about guys who. The quarterback was a different Watson, Deshaun Watson, always with what he mm-hmm. did at Clemson. We're talking about guys who they are the reason that their team won. There is not one of the guys that we're talking about. If if I take you off that team and put the next best quarterback on the team there, they have equal success. No. It's about you being that dude. You made that happen. Yeah, because you you strip Joe Burrow. Cam mm-hmm. Newton, all those guys you just mentioned off of their respective teams. Yeah. Those Bryce teams Young, yeah. are T. Rash. Yeah. <laughs> Bryce Young was single-handedly holding up that 21 squad, buddy. Like, I mean, it was him or they were going to go like eight and four for real because that offensive line wasn't good. He was the difference. Burrow. Yeah, they had a bunch of wide receivers. Burrow was accurate. Burrow was cool under pressure. He could get pressure. The offensive line that year wasn't great, but he was the difference. The same thing with, um, honestly, and I know this sounds crazy, Stetson Bennett was that special by the last year. Last year, Stetson Bennett was that good for Georgia last year. It's not often you come across oh, those Lamar teams. Jackson, for sure. Lamar, oh, yeah. I mean, they were trash with him the second season after he won the Heisman. So I don't even... But he was still they, putting up crazy numbers. He was, on, he was good, but the, the squad was trash. Um, but if you're going to pay that money, make sure you got that dude. K.J. Bolden appears to be that dude. I would love for somebody at some point in the future, it probably wouldn't happen for like 30, 40 years, somebody to publish an expose. Hey, I was a recruiting director at an SEC school for five years. Here's what the numbers really look like. Mm. What did the numbers look like to get a guy to come visit you, to get a guy to, hey, man, you really need to come see us, to get them to recruit initially, how much did you have to go back and forth behind the scenes to make sure that he didn't get flipped? What were those real numbers? Because I think we're getting into some crazy territory. Crazy. Yeah. If Cam Newton was $180,000, <laughs> that's the best $180,000 in recruiting ever been spent, ever. That's the best deal ever. We got a national championship for $180,000 because there was nobody else who could have did what he did that year with that talent. $2 million, $1.5 million for a high school recruit that we don't even know if he's going to be the starter, good enough to be the starter at quarterback at Florida. This is ridiculous, man. Again, if Florida State wants to pay it, you know, if they haven't financed the whole university over to the Saudis to get out the ACC, God bless <laughs> Y'all got it? I'm, I'm happy for you. Um, but I, I know we're still competing in this game, though. There's Auburn's still competing. We're competing, and we are competing because we have decided to get in this race, be consistently in this race, matching these numbers with packages that that we can say, hey, here's something that we can say is possible for you. Again, I don't know exactly how those conversations go. I'm right. always going to assume they are going above board at Auburn because we don't need any reason right. for anybody to put a microscope right. on us at all. So I'm hoping I that... That's what I hate about these conversations, though, too, and right. I, I hate to cut you off, but like people start talking about the numbers that are getting thrown around at these kids, you don't actually know, man. Like, I I, I get that there's backdoor negotiations and all this kind of stuff, but man, yeah. don't always assume that these kids are simply, like, because 
listen, they could get a bag wherever, man. Right. They don't right. think that it's simply because I I've seen the South Carolina uh, boards and uh, the Bama boards and all these guys that we're getting talking about. Oh, Auburn must have paid the bag to them. It's like, man, come on, dog. Like, you, I don't I don't want to make it simply a fact of a bag chase. Right. It's a part of it, but it's it's not the entire conversation, though. Yeah, you just got to be in the boat, right? Like, yeah. you just got to be in the boat. You got to have a competitive offer. Your NIL situation has got to be comparable to whoever you're competing against. I don't feel like we've been there in the past two or three years at Auburn. Now, is that because maybe the boosters weren't a big fan of who was the guy and there were yeah. some things going on behind the scenes to where it's like, I'm just not going to give you the money? That maybe definitely not, was a part of it. Right. <laughs> um, but for sure. I was trying to be a little more subtle, Ike. But <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, listen, listen, man. We're gonna call a spade a spade, bro. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But that's not happening now, right? Like it, it appears that everyone's on board that the bags are being dropped on these kids, but we're we're in the ballpark. And you know, it's the funny thing too is to see like it happened with Perry, it happened with Demarcus, and now you talk about it today with the South Carolina fans with the money. With like Perry and Demarcus, the Bama and the Georgia fans, they kept saying stuff like uh well, he's not that good anyway. And I thought right. that was such a crazy take because it's like you're literally questioning Nick Saban's evaluation then. Because if, because if Nick Saban decided he's so good, I'm going to drive him in my personal car up to our spring game and want him to right. walk in with me. He feels like his evaluation is, I want this kid. So you don't trust Nick Saban's evaluation? Oh, now he sucks. As far as the money thing with South Carolina today, Shane Beamer's been recruiting his ass off. They've been, right. ki- they've been right. killing it. Y'all yeah, got right. the money. Y'all got the bags. You just got beat. You right. just got beat. We're recruiting well. Y'all are recruiting well. Like I said with uh, with KJ today, big boy recruiting, man. Once you get up here with these big names, you're going to win some. You're going to lose some. To say yeah. Auburn dropped the bag, well, then, to quote Ike, don't be broke and ugly. Get your money up. Yeah. Sound like, smell like broken here to me. That's which, all I'm saying. Which is crazy. I mean, do Alabama fans know how if you know how recruiting works how do you think y'all have been recruiting so well for the last 15 years no nick saban is a he is a gentleman and above reproach (laughs) how dare you besmirch the good name of saint nicholas on this podcast the only thing nick saban ever does (laughs) is drive people around in his car and go into their living rooms and do line dances that's it that's all he does. And then he sits down in front of his trophy case and flashes some rings. And he's like, you want to come to Bama? And they sign up. That's it. He doesn't do anything else, bro. Yeah, Everything's above board. <laughs> as soon as you step into Tuscaloosa, <laughs> then the, the, the walls of sanctity have surrounded you. And everything that is recruiting is above board. Now, they can't do anything else right that's above board. But mm. they recruit right. Right. You want you, but here's the thing: you want me to believe the same program that went through all the crap they did in the last twelve months, but they recruit right. What? Yeah, this is the same athletic department though. They don't do nothing else right. Well, but our recruiting, we're we're, we're a one man. Get out of here. Yeah, get out of here, bro. Yeah, hey, the one I, thing that Jimbo Fisher actually did right was start to call Saban to the carpet about him whining about NIL. He started, and I swear I was going to go from Jimbo, uh, <laughs> hater, hater, uh, number one hater. I was going to start I, the I mean, Jimbo I mean, fan I mean, club. I mean, go, go, ask, go, go ask the man what he was doing out there. You know, some of us were on staff. Some of us were on man, staff. Man, I was like, oh man, Jimbo, come on, do it. Come on. I mean, you, you knew he wasn't really going to do it because you don't want to put the microscope on. Like you, That would have blown up 
college football recruiting everywhere and then everything's a mess. So I knew he wasn't going to do that, especially while he had the number one class. Don't bring that kind of heat to yourself. I get it. Do you I think just think he made a call behind closed doors and said, hey, guys, he, he actually made one in front. He was like, hey, uh, oh, they got right. issued yeah. some type of like whether it was a letter or something like, <laughs> hey, stop, please stop. Let's just let's get back to talking about football. We're on top of the world. I had a national championship. However many we've he, had in the he, last. That's because he didn't want to open his own books. Of that's course. I talked to him. Of he was course. Like, no, no. Because he's he trying to swear up and down. He's like, look, listen, man, we just have a really good recruiting staff. They're just out here. But like, come on, bro. Come on, man. It's all good. You, you being, are you being for real right, right now? Jimothy. Jimothy T. Fisher. <laughs> are we being serious? It's, it's, a, it's a crazy game. It is a wild game. I can, I can say this. My concerns about what recruiting are regarding NIL and money and stuff like that is there does seem to need – we have a need for regulation in some mm. form. We, it's got to be regulated in some form because I think a couple of colleges and schools are going to get into a position where they do match what more fluid programs can offer in, in terms of NIL and stuff like that. And a guy busts. A guy busts and transfers and you're left with nothing and you, you leased your house to pay for this kid and you couldn't afford for him not to be good. You, you trust the, the coach's evaluation or you, you trust whatever it is, your gut, whatever it was that said, this guy's worth it. And you come up with the money and then it doesn't work out. And then the kid leaves and, and his family's bad talking to school. And, and now you've got nothing because there was no way to manage how these resources are doled out. Eventually, they're going to have to come up with some way to make this, I don't know, make sense. I don't know. It's kind of tough. It's kind of tough. I, I don't know how it happens. I don't know how you stop the best schools from still doing what they want to do anyway, but mm. it, it's going to have to get at least gathered on the front side. The, the front of stage, not behind the curtains, but but in the front, we're going to have to find a way to get this under control for, for some schools because somebody's going to get bitten by it. Yeah. The minimum salary for an NFL player this year is $750,000. So let's say that the comment about K.J. Bolden was true, that he's getting $1.2 million. Isn't that a little ridiculous that a senior in high school is gonna is, is already signed for more money than a guy that has at least earned an NFL opportunity? Like sure. that's a little wild. This stuff it, it's kind of running crazy. And and you mentioned Sam Bradford, like Jamarcus Russell, right? The Raiders just pay out the wazoo for this guy, and then he doesn't even study tape. It's it's just um, right. A and M with Jimbo. How much money did they pump into that class last year? How much money have they pumped into their classes over the last two years? Now, how much of those guys are gone? Have already hit the portal? How much right. production are you really getting out of that? Um, I know it's a different sport, but we've seen with Bruce Pearl. Bruce has been open this summer. He's basically just saying we're done pumping nil money into freshmen unless I'm just a 100 percent on them. And he even said this summer, I'm kind of done recruiting freshmen like that. I'll find a guy here or there that I want. He said, but we're portal heavy and our NIL money is going to be portal heavy. Now, again, a lot less roster spots with basketball. Right. But like, man, it, it is one of the things where it's like, OK, if we have this much money, if we have this much amount of resources and we have to be careful with it. Yeah. Or we, yeah. you can't you don't want to be just willy nilly throwing it to some 17 year old kid out of out of Valdosta, Georgia, that hasn't proven anything. Right. Go land one or two special kids and then go fill out the rest of your roster for basketball, to your point, with, you know, some guys who've proven it elsewhere. And so you know kind of what you're getting in that investment. Um, it's different in college for sure because, to your point, roster spots way more that you have to fill out. But 
you got to start being smarter about this stuff, man. The conversation's going to have to start changing. Um, and hopefully, you know, we get to a place where people start to, smarter people than me are going to have to figure this hmm. out because I don't have a solution for it. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. All right, man. We are going to get out of here. We appreciate you guys jumping in here with us. Um, you know, listen, Jalewis Solomon is now an committed to be an Auburn Tiger. Yes, we will sir. talk more about that commitment on our respective programs. Uh, Dustin, I'm sure, over at Uptempo is going to have a lot with our guy, Blake. Dustin, tell the people how they can make sure they are locked in with you all and what yeah. you got going on at the Uptempo podcast. Subs going crazy, dude. Subs going crazy. We've had like over 100 just this week on YouTube. We're goal is to get to 1,000 before kickoff. So right now we're at like 684, 685. So definitely there's 339 just right here on our stream right now. So there's 15 of y'all that aren't sub. Go over there and get to 700 man we're going to keep pumping this out every monday wednesday friday shout out to my boy blake couldn't be here tonight he's on an anniversary dinner with his lovely wife they just had a yeah. baby and everything's kind of going well with all that so uh we're just we're working That's hard cool. over there man and we are super excited to be with you guys and kick this football season off man 20 something days i I'm, I'm going crazy but i can't wait yeah yes indeed yes indeed and you guys know who we are we're here at the war report we'll be back at you guys with more great auburn content later until the next time and as always war eagle peace, war damn peace. peace.